Bibles to Psalm chapter 26. Psalm chapter 26. I love this psalm. Integrity, that's a, a word that sounds like something we should you know, want to have uh, attributed to ourselves. Integrity is a good word. And what is it really that integrity means, though? What, what does that mean? The word integrity speaks of completeness. We're going to read Psalm 26 in a moment. It speaks of completeness. It speaks of an innocence, a wholeness. Uh, Webster says integrity is the state or quality of being complete, undivided, or unbroken. It is soundness, purity, honesty. Integrity is one that should describe our overall character. It doesn't mean that we're perfect, but it does mean that overall, overall character is one of integrity. Uh, a person of integrity is not divided. They are whole, complete. Uh, the inside will match up with the outside. It means the, in, the, meaning the outward is consistent with the inward. Integrity is the opposite of hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is when, you know, you pretend to be one way outwardly, but inwardly you're another. Integrity is where we seek to be right on the inside and we live that out on the outside. Integrity is the consistent harmony of uh, convictions within and conduct without. I think one thing we struggle with as Christians that are truly sincere in our faith and belief and confidence in the Word of God, of morality and all things that God would have, is sometimes learning how to translate those moral of what we know is in the Word of God and living that out in a in, with principles on the outside and truly living by those convictions. In other words, you, you don't just say, well, I believe in this, but you actually translate into your daily life. That's that's seeking integrity. Um, it, it seeks untarnished moral character, both publicly and privately when no one else is around. Now with just some of those thoughts on integrity, let's read Psalm 26. Reading from the New King James Version says, uh, Vindicate me. I think the, the King James says, Judge me. Vindicate me, O Lord, for I have walked in my integrity. I have also trusted in the Lord. I shall not slip. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my mind and my heart, for your loving kindness is before my eyes, and I have walked in your truth. I have not sat with idolatrous mortals, nor will I go in with hypocrites. I have hated the assembly of evildoers and will not sit with the wicked. I will wash my hands in innocence, so I will go about your altar, O Lord, that I may proclaim with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all your wondrous works. Lord, I have loved the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Do not gather my soul with sinners, nor my life with bloodthirsty men, in whose hands is a sinister scheme, and whose right hand is full of bribes. But as for me, I will walk in my integrity, 
redeem me and be merciful to me. My foot stands in an even place. In the congregations, I will bless the Lord. Let's pray. Father in heaven, help us as we gather some thoughts here from your word this evening from Psalm 26. And I pray that it would encourage us to truly be people of integrity. For truly integrity of heart and mind of life will enable us to stand strong in in this world that attacks in so many different areas. We need that internal integrity. Lord, that seeks after honesty and purity within. Lord, even when no one else is around. Father, help us to be people of integrity, to be people who not only say they have moral convictions, but, Lord, seek to live out those moral convictions in the way we live our life. Father, help us, I pray, to be people of integrity, people of honesty, people who desire, Lord, to uh, seek after you, Lord, uh, not only as a public display, which would only be hypocrisy, but, Lord, to seek after you, uh, Lord, in the privacy of our own homes and our closets. Help us to truly be people of integrity, of soundness, of wholeness, and completeness. People, Lord, that will stand strong and in the days ahead that would maybe come at us. We, we need integrity. Help us, we pray, in Jesus' name. And amen. You know, it was, it was Job's integrity, Job's integrity that Satan was really wanting Job to lose. And of course, Satan, I think, thought that if Job had the, the outward trials of life, that, that Job would lose his integrity. And outward trials have a way of testing our integrity. The Lord told Satan in chapter 2 of verse 3 of Job, He said, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that fears God and eschews evil, and still he holds fast his integrity, although you moved me against him to destroy him without cause. I mean, God himself testifies to Satan of Job's integrity. And he says, even after all that has come his way, he still holds fast his integrity. He, he still served the Lord. He still honored God and all of those things. Still eschewed evil and still feared the Lord. Job's integrity shined, I believe, even brighter as he stayed faithful to God through those trials. And when we go through trials of life, they have a way of testing our, men, our moral fortitude and, and where we really are at in, within and our moral convictions and our belief and our faith and trust in God. And Job's integrity still shined uh, through that trial. And his wife even further tempted him. And, and she's seen his integrity through all of this. And she said this, she said, Do you still retain your integrity? <laughs> you still retain your integrity? She said, curse God and die. And so integrity was something that Job had. You'll say, what a, what a man like Job. And we see God praising Job, and, but Job had integrity. Job was steadfast in his integrity, and his friends that, that really knew nothing about comforting someone in sorrow, uh, he, he said this to them. He said, till I die, I will not remove my integrity from me. I mean, he, he wasn't going to waver. He was going to keep serving the Lord. He was still going to seek to honor God. Now, we know that 
Job wasn't perfect in the sense sinless, but he was a man of integrity, man of moral conviction and of moral uprightness within and without. A man that when the trials of, of came and the hardships came and the storms came, he didn't change who he was because of that. See, Satan thought that Job would change with how he served God if he had hard times. That's what he tells God. He says, you built a hedge about him. If you put his hand on his life, he'll change. He'll curse you. He'll, he'll turn away from you. Job proves he had integrity because he served God, honored God, not just in good times, but also in bad times. You see, folks, bad times have a way of revealing true character, if we've really got it or not, and Job had it. When trials come at us, that is when true character is tested. Will we retain our integrity? You know, David speaks of integrity in this psalm as we read it, and we've seen him mention it several times, but we also know that David didn't always have integrity, did he? He, he did mess up. Uh, I believe that history would, would teach us and historians would teach us that for one, this psalm was, was uh, penned of David even before his matter with Bathsheba and Uriah. Uh, but also, even if it wasn't, know this, that if you haven't been a person of integrity in the past, you can become a person of integrity. And so, take that this, this evening. Um, let, let's look at some things from the psalm that hopefully will help us to desire integrity a person of integrity first of all if, if you are a person of integrity you are willing to be examined in other words you don't have anything to hide because what's on the outside you seek to have on the inside you, you don't just display moral convictions for the world to see and for people to admire you have moral convictions in the privacy of your own home uh, you say you stand against certain sins in public, but you stand against them in private too, in your own home. We see this with the psalmist. He says uh, here in our first uh, two verses, he says, I have walked in mine integrity. But he says in the very first part, he says, Vindicate me or, or judge me, O Lord. Verse 2, examine me. So this person of integrity is a person who's willing to be examined. Willing to be examined. A, a person who's willing to be looked at closely. Examine me, O Lord. A person of integrity, I, I think, is willing to be searched out for two main reasons. You're, you're willing to be searched out for two main reasons. Uh, one, you're, you're confident you don't really have anything to hide. You know, if you don't have anything to hide, you don't care for people looking close. It, it doesn't matter if somebody, you know, drops in on you unannounced. Of course, unless your house is dirty, you want to be clean. Uh, but, you know, morally speaking... It doesn't matter. They're not going to catch you doing something wrong, a person of integrity. And two, you, you don't mind being examined if you're a person of integrity because if there is something wrong that you're unaware of, you want to be made aware of it. And I, and I think we see that with David's spirit here at this time. I think David wanted God to search him. God want, He wanted the Lord to examine him. I think that whenever you're really close to the Lord, you're wanting that examination. You're wanting the Lord to be close. You're wanting the Lord to look within. You're wanting the Word of God to search you and to try you because you realize you're not perfect and you want to be made aware of anything in your heart and life that is inconsistent, anything that, that doesn't please the Lord in your life. You want to be made known of that because, let's be honest, sometimes we look at ourselves and we say, 
Well, you know, I don't really know what I need to work on right now. You might be like that. But you know what? You won't be like that for long. <laughs> if you come to the Lord and you say, Lord, help me and show me, because I believe that whenever you come to the Lord and you're being close to God, listen, and you're in His Word, His Word is a two-edged sword, and He will divide, if you would, the thoughts and intents of our heart, and He'll show us things about ourselves that will reveal to us. So if we're people of integrity, we won't stay in that mindset long. We'll say, Lord, I, I, right now I don't know what I need to work on, but Lord, show me. Or, listen, there, there could be things that you're just totally unaware of. You know, the Bible talks about sins of, of ignorance. And, and th th there could be things in our life that honestly that aren't literally just acts of outward rebellion, but sins of ignorance, things that we're unaware of that we're doing wrong. And I think a person of integrity says, Lord, I want to know even those things. I want to know, Lord, what I might be doing wrong, but I don't know I'm doing wrong. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's a person of integrity. In other words, they, they want God to search them and know them and try them and show them anything at all possible that they need to be working on in their life. I think a person of integrity can have some confidence, though, before the Lord because they know that they're seeking after the Lord and trying to have a heart that's in tune with His. Uh, 1 John 2, 28 says, And now, little children, abide in Him, that when He shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before Him at His coming. We, we can live before the Lord in a measure of confidence, knowing that we're not purposely hanging on to rebellion. And, and seeking to fight against God. And we're, we're not living like that. And so there, there's a measure of confidence there before the Lord. Now as David calls on the Lord to examine him, that word examine literally means to investigate. To investigate. A person who is an investigator, what does he do? He seeks to uh, get to the truth behind things. A real investigator tries to get to the truth behind things. They dig deep. An investigator would go deep into situations, testing people, trying people to find motives, intentions, and facts. When we're asking the Lord to examine us, listen, we might be doing the right things in our life, but we want the Lord to search us because we want to do the right things for the right motives too. We want the Lord to search our motives. Lord, I know I'm doing this right in my life. I know this is what you want me to do, but Lord, search me, try me. Lord, purify my motives. I want my motives to be right. Search my motives. An investigator must look beyond how things appear to be and they seek to reveal the real picture. An investigator takes an extremely close look into his case. And David wanted the Lord to examine him, to take an extremely close look at him. Now that can make us uncomfortable. And it should. It should make us uncomfortable to an, ex to an extent. But at the same time, it's for our benefit and for our blessing that we get close to the Lord so that he can show us the things that we need to work on in our lives. And so, Lord, investigate me. See what you can find. This isn't a voice of arrogance. This isn't a voice of a desire of wanting to be close to the Lord for the Lord to show him anything in his life that he needs to work on. Now, David is not thinking here, well, look real close, Lord, and see if you can find something. I know I don't have anything. But he's openly saying, Lord, search me, try me. He's not wanting to hide anything from God. He's wanting the opposite. He's wanting God to show him anything that he is unaware of. David wants integrity of character. I, I know for years as a lost person, I mean, I, I made a profession of faith, and uh, integrity just wasn't something I had. I mean, I, I could be one thing in front of one group of people and one thing in a, before another group of people. That is not integrity. 
I could be one thing in public and another thing in private. That's hypocrisy. I mean, integrity seeks to, to have on the outside what's on the inside. David was comfortable with God looking within to make David's heart bare. That's what he wanted. Now, we know that David was not always perfect. We understand this. But David was a man who desired this integrity within his heart. He was desiring integrity when he said this. I love this in Psalm 19, and David said this. He said, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Listen, David wanted his words to be right, and he wanted his heart to be right. And he says, Lord, I want the meditation of my heart to be acceptable. Folks, that's a person of integrity. A person who just wants our words to be acceptable to God or our words to be acceptable to our fellow man and is not concerned about the meditation of our heart, that's not a person of integrity. We need to care about what goes on on the inside. Integrity wants what God sees on the inside to be right. Integrity desires inward purity before God when, when no one else can see Him, when no one else is aware. Young people, integrity is seeking to walk with God when your parents can't see. Integrity is seeking to have pureness of heart when your parents do not know what's going on in your home or going on in your room. Integrity says, I, I want to please the Lord with all that I do and think no matter whether my parents know about it or not. Integrity is saying, I want to live for the Lord even when all of my peers do not. Because what matters most is what God sees. F.B. Meyer said this, he said, The supreme test of goodness is not in the greater, but in the smaller. Incidents of our character and practice, not what, we were, not what we are when standing in the searchlight of public scrutiny, but when we reach the firelight flicker of our homes. I like that. That's where real integrity is seen. Not when everybody sees us, but when everybody doesn't see us. And you, know, and, you and God are the only one that can really answer that, can you? Now, we stated earlier that, that a person of integrity is, is willing to be examined, not, be, not just because they know they're not purposely trying to hide anything, but also because if there is something about themselves that he revealed some sort of sin, they want to see it. You want God to thoroughly examine you, to speak to your heart about any sin that maybe you have failed to notice. David desired to be close to God, and he knew that in being close to God that it would reveal things about himself, his secret sins, those sins that are unknown to him. When David talks about secret sins in the Word of God, he's not saying these are the sins I'm, I'm trying to hide from God, trying to hide from everybody else. His secret sins are the things that are hidden from himself. Folks, there are things about ourselves that have yet to be revealed about ourselves that we need to change. A person of integrity says, I want to even know that. In Psalms 90 and verse 8, he says, You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your countenance. This teaches us that when we are in the light of God and His countenance, as we get close to His light, it reveals our dark sins. 
Do I want to see those things that maybe I can't see at the moment? Let me tell you what, let me just encourage you to draw close to Jesus. <laughs> abide in Christ, abide in His Word, pray and seek Him, worship Him, praise Him. And you know what? As you get closer and closer, He will reveal things about yourself that maybe you didn't see. Those secret things that you were unaware of. A person of integrity wants even that. The closer we get to Christ, the more we commune with Him and stay in the light of His Word, the more those things that come to surface. Do we really want that kind of pureness of heart? Do we really desire that kind of pureness of heart? In verse 4 and 5 here in Psalms 26, he said, he said, I've not sat with idolatrous mortals, nor will I go in with hypocrites. I've hated the assembly of evildoers and will not sit with the wicked. But we see that David isn't, doesn't just have a, a outward moral conviction that says, I'm not going to be with ungodly people, okay? Listen, that's not what David is saying. Listen, David, David desired pureness and wholeness and completeness when no one else was sitting with him as well. It just showed up outwardly. He didn't have a desire to be around that because he just didn't want to entertain thoughts in, of his heart and those kind of things. A person of integrity is, is willing to be examined of God because, one, they genuinely want righteousness within and righteousness without. without. In other words, they don't want to be entertained by immorality. The person of integrity is not just concerned, if you would, about their testimony before men, and so, therefore, they don't want to be around ungodly people. They're concerned about their testimony before God and what God sees. They don't just want others to not see them looking at bad things. They Listen, they, they seek to turn from those bad things even in the privacy of their home. I think this, is, this verse the Lord used on me when I was a young man many times to teach me integrity. Because I, I needed that when I was a, a Christian. I needed that integrity. When I was first saved, and I wanted that. But in Psalms 101, these are great verses, young people, to, uh, to think about, to memorize, that teaches this integrity. Psalms 101, uh, verse 2, David says this, I will behave wisely in a perfect way. Oh, when will you come to me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. A perverse heart shall depart from me. I will not know or become intimate with wickedness. David desired integrity. That, that word translated perfect there in Psalms 101 is the same word translated integrity in Psalms 26. So integrity, so then when you put this together, integrity isn't just the person who, who is seeking not to be identified with the public or with the wicked publicly, outwardly, as, as David mentioned there in Psalm 26, but the person of integrity walks with integrity and wholeness and pure, pureness at home. You, you see what I'm saying? Integrity does both. It, it wants the outward integrity of soundness, completeness, purity, holiness, when other, others may see, but that's just an outcome of what they already desire and long for when no one does see. 
Integrity not only seeks to, be a, to not be identified with the wicked publicly, but not to be identified with wickedness before God when they're home all alone. A person of integrity is not hanging on to known sins in their life while pretending to be against those same sins in public. You got that? <laughs> a person of integrity, the, the sins that we might give voice to and should give voice to that are wrong in public, we, we seek also to not entertain them in private. Also, a person of integrity is a person of honesty and truth. A person who trusts God and is, is willing to be examined by God is a person who can be trusted because they are a person that desires truth and nothing to hide. That David said he walked in integrity in verse 1 and in verse 3 uh, we find that he says he walked in truth. So he, as he walks in integrity, he also says he, he walks in the Lord's truth in verse 3. David desired truth. Now this isn't just a desire for doctrinal truth in other words a desire of truth in the sense of oh i believe what the bible says that should be a give me right we should believe that truth but a person of truth a person of honesty of character uh, I've, I've seen many people uh, who said they believe truth or or love truth love the bible <laughs> but at the same time they weren't people of honesty with their voice who might say well i love the truth i want to believe the truth i want to believe the bible but if we are people of dishonest character and cannot be trusted, what does that say about the word that we say we trust? Are we truth lovers? Are we honesty lovers? Are we honest in our dealings with men? Are we honest uh, when we sell something? That's, that's a tough one, isn't it? <laughs> it can be, if you allow it to be. I mean, listen, there's been many times I, I've wanted to get rid of a car and they're like, man, I really don't want to tell them about this, <laughs> what's wrong. And, uh, but you know what? When you have integrity and honesty, you, you got, right? You say, you know what? It would be dishonest for me to sell this knowing. Because you know what? The, the same golden rule, do unto others, you have them do unto you. You know? If I was going to buy something from somebody and, I knew, and they knew something was wrong with it, I would want them to tell me about it. I would appreciate that honesty. And you know what? We have to be honest about things. When we sell something, be honest about it. If there's a fault, if there's a, a flaw in it, something that you would want to be aware of if you purchased it, then you should tell them that. Are, are we honest about things we sell? Are we, are we honest with our timesheets at work? Are, are we honest? Are, are we honest? Do we, do we have honest character? Um, especially in times when no one will know. So, well, no one's going to know. But integrity says, but God knows. Integrity says, yeah, no one, integrity says, yeah, I won't do that to them because it's not right, it's dishonest, but I don't want to do it anyway, even if they didn't, even if they didn't find out, because God knows. And I want to please the Lord. That's integrity. How can we say we declare a love for the truth, the word of God, when we do not desire truth in the inward parts and an honesty of character? Integrity desires truth inwardly. One old German pastor said this, I think he was alive during the time of Hitler, and he said this, the avoidance of, and I've used this quote before, but I love it, the avoidance of one small fib may be a stronger confession of faith than a whole Christian philosophy championed 
in lengthy, forceful discussion. I like that. I mean, we can, we can say we adhere to this, a certain confessions that are just so profound and, and have all the right scriptures and say everything just right. But if we turn around and have dishonesty in our lips and, and practice dishonesty in our life, and when, then what, what, what are we really saying? Do we really desire truth? You see, integrity is principled. It cannot be bribed or paid off. Integrity seeks to not change because of feelings or family. Integrity says, God says this, this is what's right. This is my moral convictions because this is what God says. It doesn't matter if the whole world goes this direction. It doesn't matter if my family does this. It doesn't matter if people at school do this. It doesn't matter if people at work do this or accept this or promote this. A person of integrity who wants to, to, to be honest and, and wants to serve the Lord and be right says, I'm a person of integrity. I, I can't be bribed. I can't be paid off. I can't be paid off with money. I can't be paid off with popularity. I can't be paid off with, with fame or acceptance of other people. If we think about bribery, we just think about people giving money, you know, to make us change our positions or, or our judgments. Let me tell you what, there's other things that probably tempt us more than money sometimes to change who we are and to test our true character. Are you still going to be a person of integrity when people you love and care for and respect says, I don't agree with you. I don't agree with what you think about the Bible. I, don't, I think you're wrong. Will you still be a person of integrity and says, but that's what God says. That's, that's what i got to do. This is what's right. See, our integrity is, is greatly tested when, like Job, who, man, Job, his own wife. Talk about someone close to you who wants you to let go of your integrity and your moral convictions. Your wife says, do you still retain your integrity? Curse God and die. I mean, have any of us been in such a, a trial as Job? But yet, we may have caved underneath less pressure. Will we continue to confess right and be right in times of suffering and in times of prosperity? You know, times of prosperity have a way of testing true integrity as well. Both have a way of testing our true convictions and honesty and integrity of character. And then real quickly, I need to move on here. A person of integrity has set the Lord before them. This is how we retain our integrity. In verse 3, he says, For your loving kindness is before my eyes. How, how, do, you, how do you maintain that integrity? Let me tell you, 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 you've got to stay focused on the nature and character of your God, who He is and who Christ is. Your loving, loving kindness have I set before my eyes. Listen, I want to be a person of, of character and, and person of integrity inside and out in public and in private. I can only do that by staying focused on the person of Jesus Christ. As David walked in integrity, he was focused on the loving kindness of God. And if we want to be people of integrity, we must be determined to stay focused on Jesus Christ, to abide in Him. If we want to be people of integrity, we must decide if we want to follow the Lord, stay focused on Him, or follow the world. It's either our Father or our feelings, biblical principle or popularity. Integrity chooses to walk with God rather than the world. And then also a person of integrity has strength and stability. Folks, we, we waver whenever we are one thing publicly and another thing privately. That's not stable. You're not a stable, mature Christian when, when 
And, and listen, the hypocrite is different. The hypocrite is really good outwardly, what people see, and is really immoral um, and private. We, we can somewhat have a desire for righteousness within, but we're having a hard time living that out publicly. I want some fortitude with my character, you know, with my desire for righteousness and holiness within, that it translates outwardly. I want to display strength and stability to be a testimony for others, to help others. You know, David said here in verse 1, I shall not slide. Verse 12, he says, My foot stands in an even place. You want listen, listen, we need to stand. We need stability. We don't need to slip. The world is pushing and trying to push us back. And it's, I woke up one day this week and it's like, I don't know, I just woke up and it's like I just had this one word in my mind, stand, stand. Don't move. Don't go backwards. Hold your ground. Stand. Because listen, this world's trying to push us back and push us back with all of its ideology and moral degradation. Stand. We, we need to trust the Lord for this stability, though. He also echoed there how that he trusted God in, in verse 1. We can't do this on our own. Our integrity reflects our faith. We need to trust God to be, for us to be stable and, and ask God to, to help us for that strength. David is walking in integrity and standing against the opposition. And he's trusting God and seeking uprightness of character within and without. And he's, he's not slipping at this moment. He's standing if we want to be a strong Christian and we want to walk in integrity, we must trust the Lord and ask Him for the strength. And so we've got to get all of this from Him, from trusting in Him and staying focused on Him. And then lastly and quickly, this person of integrity with David, he, he loves to worship God in his house. You can't miss this. All this about integrity, but he also loved the house of God. We see it in verse 6 and in verse 8, I will go about your altar, O Lord. Uh, verse 8, I have loved the habitation of your house. Folks, we need, we need to trust God, we need to focus on Christ, and we need to worship of God's house. We need each other to help each other to be strong, to be people of integrity, to, to, to stand in, in this age in which we live. A person of integrity loves the house of God because God meets with us and God's people meets with us. We encourage one another and strengthen one another. But David could honestly say that he loved the Lord's house. He could honestly say he loved the Lord's house. He knew God seen all. He knew God examined him. He knew God could see within him. He knew God seen it all. He knew God knew it all about him. And he said, I love God's house. Folks, I remember being a little boy and I hated God's house. <laughs> I hated going to church. Why? Because my heart wasn't right with the Lord. I was not saved, didn't know the Lord. I mean, um, I, I, I could do anything at all possible to try to just get out of, of church. Now, I leave almost every time before I preach because i got to go get a drink of water. <laughs> but I'm not trying to get out of church. <laughs> uh, when I was a young boy, I always wanted to get out during the preaching, you know. Um, now, if I start leaving during the preaching, then, then we might have a problem. Uh, 
But you know, I didn't want to hear the Word of God. If I could just get out and go to the bathroom, you know what, if you're going to the bathroom because you just don't want to hear the preaching and you don't want to listen to the Word of God, it signifies a problem. It signifies a problem. David loved God's house. Very quickly, these things that we've mentioned. Integrity will love to praise in God's house. Integrity will trust the Lord for His inner strength. Integrity focuses on Christ for character. Integrity has nothing to be ashamed of. A person of integrity will seek purity within and without. A person of integrity will be honest at all times. A person of integrity will seek to live out inner convictions. A person of integrity uh, desires truth and is more uh, stable and established. A person of integrity seeks to live out what they truly believe within. Integrity is a way of life. It's a way of life. It truly describes our character, hopefully. Folks, we need people of integrity today. You're not going to find it in your politicians. And you're not going to find it with a lot of your preachers. And you may not even find it with some professing Christians. But let's get our eyes off of the preachers and the politicians and other people. And let's get our eyes focused on Jesus Christ. Trust in Him and follow Him. He can help us to be those people of integrity. Amen? All right, let's pray. Father, use this word tonight to draw us close to you, to be people of integrity. Help us, Lord, I pray, to, to, to pursue after what we have spoken of tonight. I pray, Lord, that you bless uh, this evening. I thank you for uh, tonight being family night. I thank you for the fellowship we'll get to enjoy in just a few minutes. Uh, we thank you for the food, and I pray that we would just enjoy our time together this evening. Uh, help us, Lord, to walk with integrity in this world. Uh, we have it pushing against us, but help us to have that, that moral fortitude and integrity within that translates on the outside uh, and, and walks in love. Uh, Father, I pray for your help and your blessing to be those people that we've spoken of tonight. In Jesus' name we do pray and ask for help. And amen.